0: Oops! Hello and welcome to Sidefish, <laughs> your podcast for a long month. All the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Ozempa. I'm Brady Steffel. <laughs> Let's do that twenty times over again, so I can just get on it. But, yeah, boy, that
1: technology
0: of using the Zoom call—you know—it's
1: it's a hoot watching your face when you're interacting with your the computer is. here on the Zoom. It use. is. So, so how you doing? <laughs> what it's you
0: okay.
1: been up to? Oh, keeping busy, doing garden stuff. Uh, I think I mentioned a while back, we got the tiller, we did some tilling, we put in some manure into the beds. Uh, we got the, thank you for the, the plants. We got those all installed, you whatever. And, and then most recently, uh, we went out to the flower bin or not the flower bin, but <laughs> uh, we went, we didn't go to the flower bin. Cause it's a zoo. Have you been past there? The flower bin? Oh, it's nuts. It's crazy.
0: Uh, so real quickly, you got to tell me your cheese importers story. I but- will. But, I want to uh, just grouse about this other, other thing, thing that I'm text no. talking about.
1: No, it's it's so cool. like, <laughs> there was a there was a post on the Longmont subreddit like, "What is up with the What's up with the the flower bin? What oh, is nuts. going on?" And then people are just like, "Yeah, it's super busy." And that was no. the only that's the only thing they're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, that happened in the past. Kelsey went super early in the morning to avoid all the crush and uh, got in and out before it got busy. And yeah, so then this last weekend, it was this beautiful weather. I mean, it's really just blossomed in the last few days. And uh, while the trees are coming into leaf, you just want to be outside. So uh, in the afternoon, we decided it was uh, it's rosé season. Yeah, it is rosé season. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great. So we decided to... Head down to uh, Have PJ's. a little Rio Needy, Rio Needy on ice. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Rio Needy. <laughs> Way before your time. Yeah, yeah. that's well before my yeah. time, apparently. Uh, yeah, so we went down to the cheese importers because we, we were driving past and it said 20% off all cheese. And we went in and it was it was decent to deal with. Um, I don't like going out in this time of uh, restriction. I mean, if I don't have to, but we didn't have much around food. And we <laughs> piled on with the cheese. We spent a lot of money at the cheese importers. <laughs> Uh, I hope we eat it all before it gets uh, extra ripe, because um, some of it's going to go off fairly soon. So I'm going to have another rosé weekend here coming up. But we sat outside, sat in the sun, uh, drank a bottle of rosé, drank cheese. We made a spread um, with cheese and whatever you can get from the olive bar there. So ultimately, that, pretty good experience. Yeah, I'd recommend if you want to buy some cheese or whatever, uh, head on in there. Um, you know, they got good deals too. I mean, at least when I went there, they had some nice sales going on. So yeah, I mean, twenty yeah. percent off of all the cheeses. not yeah, pretty that. awesome. Yeah, um, and they got good stuff. So it's yeah. always fun too. Uh, so yeah, we did that. That was that was cool. Um, nice weekend. Nice way to spend uh, the afternoon. And just generally having the windows open and wearing shorts again is is great. You got it.
0: Yeah, I know the flower bin is funny. I went there on Sunday and I thought, well, heck, I'm going to beat the crowd. I'll go there right as they open at nine o'clock on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a madhouse. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness I drove the scooter because I could easily just navigate in there and out. So it was a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Limited yeah. the amount of stuff I could actually buy. So that's, and
1: that's, yeah. that's like the biggest drag of this whole thing is that on the weekends, a lot of times we'd go to Marshall's or just walk around in the flower bin and find a plant to buy. Like, oh, we got a free pot. We'll stick it on the front steps. Now we have a lot of pots in the front. <laughs> We've been doing this for a long time. Uh, but, you know, you can't do that anymore. And it, it is a drag. Because um, it's like, well, what do you want to do? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah, we'll walk the dogs. It's like, well, now what do you want to do? So, <laughs> you know, y'all far can walk with the dogs. So, yeah, that's pretty. Well, Sandy and I were able to go hiking. So we went up to
0: a Hall Ranch. We did a, a nice little hike over there. And there were quite a few people there. It wasn't crazy busy, busy. But we were kind of surprised at... Yeah. at the social etiquette of masks and unmasks. And oddly enough, it was the younger people. Some of the younger people were
1: surprised that didn't wear masks.
0: Hmm. Most yeah. of them did, but uh, it was, it's just fascinating.
1: I, It's, you know, it's overall pretty good. I get frustrated, but you know, it's like, Oh, well, we got the rules for a reason, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so did you know that uh retail? So speaking of like sales, retail shops, that sort of thing. But did you know that, you know, there's this huge increase in, in purchases of tops or shirts and decline in pants. Yeah. So pants have declined <laughs> precipitously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't uh,
0: take, it doesn't take an economist to figure out why, but I think right. it funny. Yeah.
1: Funny. No. This was the, there was a thing on the news about somebody who thought they were presenting from like the waist up, but the camera was <laughs> catching their legs too. So he was sitting yes. there in his underwear. <laughs> poor guy, you know just poor guy. There's the <laughs> one where the lady went to the bathroom while holding her, her laptop. she's really she, yeah. she was on camera. It's like yeah. a meeting with like <laughs> with the poor woman. Because <laughs> like you know, like I've never done anything close to that. But at the same time, you get into this like I'm home alone. I'm locked into this little world. Nobody can see me. Everything so I was like I can do whatever I want. And then she just walking into the bathroom. Whoops! I feel bad. Whoever that lady was, uh, you got my sympathy. Um, oh, I
0: know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's always like got to be watch when you're on a conference call about uh, going to the bathroom or whatever else you're doing. Yeah. You got to you know, make sure that video and audio is off when you're, you're doing <laughs> certain things. Here's our tip of the day. Hot take. Eric's hot take of the day. Hot take.
1: Don't <laughs> go to the bathroom in front of your entire office. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the faces that everybody else had to were great. Um, different, different vein. I realized today that uh, Mark Shidey, who so I've mentioned before on this show, uh, passed away uh, a yeah. couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, apparently he fell, and it was a it was a bad injury. I don't know the specifics, but he was a really really nice guy. His wife uh, is the, is my dentist, and he would run the front uh, the front of the house, and he was always just such a nice guy. And I just found that while doing research for this, and I felt kind of sad. Like I, it's not like I know him personally, but he was just such a friendly person, a kind mm-hmm. of a goof, but just really really sweet. And I just wanted to, if anybody. You know, you know them or whatever. Um, if this finds um, Jennifer in the family, I just want to say my condolences. Um, we feel feel bad. That's, I mean, I think people like that, that reach goes out further than you think. So. Oh,
0: absolutely. And you know, it was really. I remember you were talking about him and a while back, and you talked about how he uh, apparently walked everywhere in Longmont. And I think yeah, he walked yeah. all
1: the old town roads, or like yeah. he did this whole those, he had the yeah the whole map. And I yep. guess he he was a, a finalist to get on to Jeopardy. I don't think he was ever on Jeopardy, but he was in the contestant pool like six times. He, he seemed like a real bright spark. So um, it seems like a pretty all right guy from what I knew of him. And I, you know, I'm sorry to see him go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Would explain why I didn't uh, get a call. I was supposed to have a, a tooth cleaning. Te- oh, teeth, teeth, yeah. Cleaning, teeth cleaning. Yeah. And yeah, they did. I just figured it was for COVID, but I'm wondering if something else is going on like that. So my condolences. My condolences out there. <laughs>
0: All right, um, let's see a couple of things that we wanted to mention our buzz. Uh, one of the things I know we both read uh, with interest that samples closed, not that we were you know happy about that. It was just a kind of a surprise, I think you know in some ways it was i I didn't really ever think that they were like hitting it out of the park but i but I was right. really surprised that they sold the building, and the Indian restaurant down the block actually purchased them, so that's pretty cool so.
1: What I've heard, like what I read, uh, is that they were in talks to sell before the big fires hit. And so that was, they had kind of said they're closing chapter on closing up this chapter and they're going to move on to something else or focus more on other things that they've already got going on. So, uh, yeah, best to them. Um, it wasn't a place that I would frequent because again, like options are limited for me with, with the gluten free thing as a medical necessity. But, um, yeah, so Hopefully, Flavors of India does well there. Uh, Interesting changes. So that's – hopefully, they weren't under duress. uh, and They really did get to – Well, I mean, if you're Flavor of India, I mean, how cool
0: is it to get that space? I mean, not Mm -hmm. only the deck on the roof, but also it seems a bit smaller. Like, that building that they're in right now is huge, even though their dining area (laughs) – in the front is somewhat manageable, but that building goes on forever. I mean, it used to be a Salvation Army a long time ago, like in the eighties. And then before that, I don't even know, but some of our listeners probably can tell us what it was. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was, but, um, but yeah, I remember it being like a Salvation Army kind of thrift store thing. And it was just, just absolutely crazy, crazy big. So no, I mean, yeah, I think the article said
1: that they, they got a, a smaller building, but with more usable space. Yeah. Basically to your point. Yeah. yeah. reiterate but yeah i mean that their space was really cool i like sample space i thought their upstairs space was really cool um the only thing i don't like about it is that people on main street seem to think that they have to show off for the crowds drives me nuts You got harley's coming in like <laughs> Brap, rap rap like who cares man Something you know matters.
0: that's the one thing i have to say i've noticed about the uh covid Kind of uh, sequestra- sequestration is that it seems like there's a lot more activity on Main Street as far as uh, loud um, mufflers wow. cars, and you know yeah. I live closer to Main Street than you do, and it just kind of blows my mind. I don't know if it's like people just get restless and they got to go out and kind of cruise a little bit yeah. um, downtown. It's just really fascinating to me. I, I will know.
1: say I was going to the bulk store, one of the few places we go these days. And I was getting out of the car and some ding dong did the whole coal rolling thing. And it was just this cloud of black soot out of the back of a diesel. And he obviously set it up. I mean, it was like this massive single stack coming up through (laughs) his truck bed. And it's like, if I could have caught his license plate, I'd have called that in. That stuff drives me. Because it's like, not only is it obnoxious, but it's like, it's disgusting. Yeah. You know what? Because it was like... Oh, okay. It'll clear up. And then it's like, Oh wow. It it was hard to get into the store because it was just so disgusting. Yeah. So, uh, now that was,
0: it is, it is.
1: I, you know, I don't know. I
0: mean, again, you know, peace and love to the people with loud Harleys and loud motorcycles and loud cars.
1: There's a time and a place.
0: Every once in a while, you know, I kind of, you know, quiet is good. Although I have to tell you, my neighbor now I love to get your take on this off air probably, but, but we have a guy who uh, plays an electric guitar. He likes to play the scales in the alley. And, uh, after a while, you know, it's nice, but after a while, just hearing the scales over and over again is right. kind, of, kind of like, right. you know, yeah, I don't need to hear
1: that. So. I'm going to add in there that I've owned motorcycles for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to hate mail about making And you are, you are a guitar guy, too. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm also a yeah. guitar guy. So I get both of them, but just like you don't need to go to where everybody's at and just yeah. like mess with people just yeah. to mess with people. Like, yeah, take it somewhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah in, terms of that, in terms of that, I mean, change of venue is always nice for everybody, but um, yeah, I don't know. If he's, if he's, if he's if he, he does he plug in the amp and then broadcast the scales playing?
0: that way he right. does he plugs in the app so i don't really oh, like wow. care if he had like his headphones but this thing just you know the reverb is all over the place so you kind of it kind of psychs me out like i'm listening to my own music right. in my yard and i'm like going i don't remember an electric guitar in this song and it just kind of blows my mind you know it's like in I'm a different key Feeble, yeah i'm like it's feeble. a bad recording <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this sucks really weird hey our do i don't listen
1: to new music at all
0: <laughs> it's right hey our guest antonio lopez is with us so hey antonio how you doing whoops I need to unmute you, or unmute yourself. There you go.
2: There we go. There. There. You're there. Hey, hey how you, you doing? Doing all right, man. I didn't realize that I was your neighbor, though.
0: You're my neighbor.
2: You're talking about that loud electric guitar playing, matching <laughs> up the scales, and I was. feeling <laughs> was little nice. awkward, you know. <laughs>
0: That's not you at all. You no stepped
2: way. in it out with them, but
1: don't try to backpedal. <laughs> You're hysterical. Our so, guest uh, is going to leave, and badmouth <laughs> you to everybody else. Right. We're blacklisted. So <laughs> we are joined.
0: We had the pleasure of having Antonio Lopez joining us. He is a local musician. Um, though you grew up in uh, Alamosa, is that correct?
2: Correct. Yeah, down in southern Colorado.
0: Nice. So tell us about your life story. Like you know, you grew up in Alamosa. What brought you to Longmont? And tell us about your music.
2: Yeah. So. There's only two places I've lived in my whole life, Alamosa and here in Longmont. Uh, I moved to Longmont like in 2012. Me, me and my then girlfriend, now wife, we met at Adams State University, which is a college down in Alamosa. And you know, it's I don't know how long do we have, man. I, I not mean, No, keep me, going, I mean, keep I going. I I'll tell ago. you. I'll, I'll cut don't, you off. Don't,
1: don't worry. I was born, born on a cloudy afternoon. <laughs>
2: <populated> <laughs> version or like the Well, this April day, 1986.
0: Uh, Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between, between. yeah.
2: All right, all right, gotcha. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, growing up in Alamosa, it it is a small town, about 8,000 people, 9,000 people. And I'm the youngest of five children. And my love for music started at a young age. You know, I did kind of the typical thing of starting piano lessons like in second grade and doing school choirs and all that and played the clarinet in school band. Then something happened like in the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year. There's these changes happening in my body. And uh, I realized, hey, like a red electric guitar is way cooler than the <laughs> clarinet. So I think I'm going to pick up that red electric guitar and start doing that.
0: I was going to give you a. I was going to give a little lecture about puberty, but you know that's
2: what check, I thought you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, see the. So showing, track again?
1: So I'm showing Antonio mine here. There, so I, that red electric guitar at the end—that's the one that I bought about the same age.
2: Oh wow! I got. I understand
1: your story, my man.
2: Yeah, you got to go with the red one you're, yeah. nothing, nothing else will do. No. Although you, you remember those like horrid like BC Rich, like crazy. They were kind of like heavy metal guitars. They had these crazy. Okay.
0: Ball yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I, I got a summer job, and I was wanting to save up to buy one of those. And luckily, I didn't save up enough money to get one. Because <laughs> in retrospect, it was like this really ugly, like lime green guitar that was made out of like clear uh, plastic. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking about that one.
1: Well, you're probably th- you're probably thinking exactly what some somebody that age would think. Like that, yeah. that thing is, that thing is sweet. Yeah, that thing's sweet. Absolutely, isn't that cool? That's I'm awesome. I'm gonna four chords, and the girls are just gonna come <laughs> yeah. flying at
2: you. That's what I was thinking, man. That's what I was thinking.
0: So, Antonio, tell us um, what you like about Longmont. Like, how long you been here?
2: Uh, been here since 2012, and okay. you know, honestly, it was I didn't really have too much business moving here when I moved here. Like, uh, man, my first job I had was like I was a night janitor in the public schools. Wow! Trying hmm. to eat some my first gigs in a new scene. And I was super green, you know, I remember meeting people like the first week I was here and I'm like, hey, I'm going to do music for a living. And they're like, hey, you know how hard that is? And the thing I didn't realize how hard it was, because in retrospect, I might have done something different, you know? Yeah. Just yeah.
0: Yeah. I had an (laughs) acting teacher once told me if you you don't live for this and you don't want to like make it your passion, then don't do it. And probably I was like, I'm not doing this because it's not my passion. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you didn't know what you didn't know. So, it was good that you stuck with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, j- I joke around, but I wouldn't have it anyway. You know, yeah. whether I'm uh, playing in the corner of the bar when I'm 60 years old or have uh, more success than that, you know, either way, I'm alive or this is what I'm going to be doing.
0: That's really cool. So, tell us about your new album, um, Roots and Wings, is that correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so uh, Roots and Wings, I recorded it here in town. There's this. Really cool studio over on uh Kimberk in like Long's Peak. It's called Wind Over the Earth. Uh Mark Vinizia is the producer on that. And this is like my fourth album and my first time ever doing like any crowdfunding on it. I did a Kickstarter. What was it back like in December and January? And I was blown away by the support. It had like uh I think we raised a little over twenty one thousand on it. Oh, two hundred and like, sixty-nine backers. So uh, yeah, I was really excited about that, and I did the Kickstarter at the tail end of uh, the recording process. So the the album's actually already done. I'm in the process of getting like the artwork together now, and I was planning on like a uh, the first week of June release, but due to COVID nineteen, I'm kind of keeping it on the shelf a little longer, just to see uh, how things develop. Honestly, because it's it's kind of uh, dire what's happening. In the music community right now, and the whole ecosystem that that exists in, and I'm I'm hopeful that uh maybe something that's a little bit more equal and makes sense could arise out of this, because there's yeah. there's a lot of like holdovers yeah. from like the old music system of like uh big labels and all that kind of. That's it's kind it was kind of a dinosaur system, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what. Develops out of that, and I guess another another point to this, like with the album and COVID nineteen and everything. uh I've been involved with this nonprofit here in town called Soundbridge Music, and we started in twenty seventeen and I've been a board member since the start. And I'd already been talking with everyone else that's on the board about me stepping into the executive director role, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, like late March when just how serious. This whole thing started shaping up to be, you know. I decided, like, you know, I've already felt more of a calling with my music, and t- to step into a more like socially conscious role with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of throwing myself into this Soundbridge music thing. And
0: so, so tell us what what is Soundbridge music about? What is I, I saw that you were uh, kind of you became the director. So tell yeah. us what it's about.
2: Yeah, so we're just like a grassroots nonprofit. That, uh, as I said, we started in 2017 and we just firmly believe that music has this uh, ability to connect people and break down barriers that a few other things have. You know, like if you look throughout history, you know, music is one of the first things people of different color worked together on and were more equal on. So, and just in my own life, you know, I I really believe that um, music just has this ability to cut through the bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh yeah, i mean we're we're still kind of finding our our roots with all of it we've prior to COVID-19, we had been bringing in some music into like uh nursing homes in the area and started doing some more like listening room, type house concert things and uh some like pro- professional development stuff for musicians in the area, and yeah that, that's that's kind of soundbridge in a nutshell.
0: So is it focused on adults or is it kids? Adults doesn't really matter as far as age or.
2: Uh, no, it doesn't really matter. We have like member artists who are like musicians in the area and we do like a featured artist program where like every month we shine a light on a certain artist and I'm actually going to be doing an interview tomorrow with a musician that lives up in Lyons. His name is Billy Shaddix. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of multifaceted, and we're still – the paint's still drying. We're still throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know, <laughs> as everyone else is. You know, everyone's bootstrapping right now.
0: So then when so. you talk – you you were talking about performance arts and musicians and such and really the difficulty right now. Do you Have you heard any ideas as far as trying to get people engaged in playing again in venues or getting out? I mean, any sort of creative ideas or – or is it just really on pause and everybody's just waiting through this and trying to figure out something?
2: You know, I'm really been blown away by the creativity of of the community. You know, uh, I'm kind of kicking myself cause I had, I had never done like this Facebook live thing until after COVID-19. And I know it's, there's been the ability to go live on Facebook. I don't know for like probably three or four years. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's really strange because there's like the online world, and then there's the quote-unquote real world, and now even more so than ever, those worlds are really like, weaved in and out. And it's like, man, maybe what's happening, online and how we're communicating with with each other, like, uh, that's real life too, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of people doing virtual concerts, and. You know, I see some people in the community on Facebook like saying like, oh, I'm getting tired of everyone doing Facebook lives. But it's like, you know what? If you want to tune in, tune in. If you don't, keep on scrolling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. That is true. So what, um, who, who, inf- who has influenced your music? Like who really influenced you as far as your, your style and songs right. and that sort of thing?
2: Yeah. So uh, you would never guess it by the music I play nowadays. But my earliest love was heavy metal. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, the guitar
0: guitar story, though, kind of led us to that, right?
2: (laughs) Good deductive reasoning, yeah. Red, electric guitar, lime green, C3 guitar, yeah. But, uh, you know, I got more into the singer-songwriter thing when I was in college. I was studying music, uh, like classical guitar and, and composition and theory, and I also had this internship that lasted for about eight years where every summer i'd go to this like guitar school out on the east coast and teach teach kids and it was kind of like a incubator program for guitar teachers and they taught you a lot of pedagogical type stuff and uh you know honestly that it was called national guitar workshop that thing really opened my eyes up and just to the ability that that uh, someone could attain on the instrument, but then, uh, then also realizing like, you know what? Like I don't really want to go for that like super technical thing. That's mm-hmm. just like, a million miles a second. You know, like I'm more interested in uh lyrical content and the heart of the song. So yeah, partway into college, that's when I got more song focused, discovered the music of like Amos Lee, Ray LaMontagne, mm-hmm. Paul Simon. So I would say like those three ar- artists are, Kind of the bedrock of my mm-hmm. music, I've been playing for the last decade.
0: One, well, if, if I'm not mistaken, you've been kind of compared to Paul Simon, so that's a pretty cool accolade. So that's mm. pretty neat. So
2: yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I might have been the person that, like <laughs> that piece that everyone like. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's no, really sometimes cool. I, sometimes I say, you know, like me and Paul Simon were both short, yeah. but maybe we have something else in common too with our music.
1: Yeah. Play basketball?
2: There's there's a better joke in there somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's that some guy named Garfunkel who just likes you, right? He's roaming around and he just really doesn't like you, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can't get get rid of that guy, man. <laughs> I got to I got to
1: say I, I do like the taste in Paul Simon. Graceland as an album is one of my mainstays, so that's really it's a solid yeah. it's a solid one. So, yeah. Um he's got yeah, really nice stuff. That's a it's a good one to base some foundation on. So yeah. what was your first album ever? What what did you what did you buy? Or what um, were you given?
2: Yeah, my first album I ever bought was Benny Goodman Jazz Masters. What? Wow. I was saying I was into the clarinet. Yeah. And I had like I had two albums for probably like six months. It was like Benny Goodman Jazz Masters and the Black Album by Metallica. Yeah. And, and for some reason those two, like
1: awesome. I guess the yeah. really, new I like I like that a lot. I listen yeah. to a lot like Album, about the same age. That's a really good way to cut your teeth in the metal scene. It uh is. yeah, it's it's very like I never got too far past Metallica in in there, but it opened the door they go okay, here's Black and then you can listen to all of other Metallica stuff as that and then you could get into a lot of the other stuff. Um the Benny Goodman um I'll tell you my my first one was uh somebody gave me uh, the Star Trek the motion picture uh from the 80s, the soundtrack to that. That was my first one. And then for Easter later that year, my mom gave me, like, Michael Bolton's greatest hits. All right. That's yeah. awesome. I thought mean, it was what I would choose. <laughs> such a better story.
2: Hey, man. John Williams is a great yeah. Yeah. composer. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when I was wrapping up college, I was going to do that. I don't want to say generic singer-songwriter thing. Right. But kind of that thing that a lot of singer-songwriters do. Before I decided to move to Longmont. Yeah. I was actually planning on moving to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I was going to sort of film music at this music school out there. But uh, yeah. long story short, met a girl. Ten years later, we're married and living in Longmont. And here I am talking to Eric and Brady.
0: Here you are. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, look, at could you imagine your life would get so big as this? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, um, I, I, I need to get you out of here. But tell me, like Alamosa, darn cold place to live, right?
2: Yeah, it's uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of the times it's the coldest place in the nation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oof. Really?
2: Negative 40. Yes. Winter. Yeah. Oof. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, but it's a cool community. And, I, I you know, I, I, we're really fortunate to have you here, though. So we're glad that your girlfriend slash wife decided to coax you to come up to Longmont.
1: Both of them. Yeah. God, what's the old joke? God bless wives and God bless girlfriends and something about how they never meet. <laughs> <laughs> and did they never meet no.
0: hey anything anything else you want everybody to know before we let you go
2: sure yeah so uh this new album Roots <clears throat> and Wings. as I was saying the release of it got delayed due to COVID-19 but I'm gonna be rolling out some singles from it very soon as a matter of fact one of them is available on my Spotify now uh, it's called Flying Like a Bird you can find me on Facebook Antonio Lopez Music or at AntonioLopezMusic
0: Perfect. We will be giving you a uh, plug at the end too, on our show notes as well as we will be flying. We will be playing "Flying Like a Bird" at the right. conclusion of our banter here. But um, Antonio, we really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks so and much. We'll let hey, you get back to the let you get back to the music in your life. So
2: hey, thank you guys. Have a good day. Right.
0: Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thanks. All right. Well, we're really fortunate to have Antonio join us today. That was awesome. Um, and Absolutely. It's,
1: it's really the coldest in the nation. Yes,
0: Alamosa is so cold. Really? It is crazy. So it's out there by the um, the sand dunes, and okay. it's just in this basin, and
1: it just gets so darn cold. It's just crazy. Okay. Yeah. Because we, I, you know, I grew up in Minnesota, and we would always be like International Falls. It's like the hat, like way up there. It's like super northern and like yeah that's where you'd always go for like your sensational it's so cold minnesota it's like basically canada no
0: alamosa is just really i mean it's it's crazy cold it just blows my mind yeah definitely one of the coldest places in the nation more so than international falls so yeah 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 Not the record anymore too bad (laughs) that's not Uh, what i really need
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey one thing i
0: wanted to mention is actually i was talking with a guy who is, believe it or not, one of the first tenants of the South Street Station. I forgot to Ooh. mention the buzz. Yeah. Um, it is a bank, so you'll be thrilled with that. Oh, um, but it's underneath. High Country High Country Bank is going to be coming in, and they're a bank out of Salida. But it's pretty cool to hear that people are still looking at moving and filling those spaces, the retail mm-hmm. spaces in the South Street Station. So yes. I just want to make sure we... Um, let everybody know about that. The other thing too is, you know, I know this is so exciting because this is definitely an entertainment show, but I want to let everybody know, including you, that the drinking water tests and the results of the tests are out. Are so, they, they're, they're finally out. They are finally out. Isn't that amazing? I got so, something the, to read. Tonight. Information about Longmont's drinking water, are results of the most recent tests done on the drinking water. And I believe if you no, it says if you previously signed up to request a printed copy, you should get it in the mail shortly. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to do that or didn't do that, then you can go to. Um, they got this long link here, but we'll put it in the show notes as far as reading the report on.
1: Aren't you a the city of Longmont Water? Isn't that exciting? Woo! I, it's got to be done. You know, I'm happy yeah. we're doing it. There's cities across the nation that are struggling with this sort of thing. We're taking care of it. We're on it. That's right. Longmont's- that is right. Yeah, Longmont's doing it.
0: Absolutely. So um, uh, the other thing that I thought was really funny, I was, I was talking with a caterer um, and she was telling me that all these weddings are now postponed. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, I have to ask now, do the people actually go out to the justice of Peace and get married and think, Oh, okay. We're going to have the reception, the formal ceremony later mm-hmm. on. And she said, no, no, no. They've uh, they've, you know, still going to be single until they get married a year later. And really? I, I said, if any test of a relationship is like to be quarantined or separated or sequestered due to COVID-19, I can't yeah. think of any other tests that would be as You could do
1: like a, a three-month intercontinental travel thing while you're at it.
0: She did tell me that one couple actually did decide to get married and then went into quarantine and then oh. probably got a divorce. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Well.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's tough times. <laughs> tough times for everybody. I would just go get married. tax breaks are substantial. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, come on.
0: Exactly. And uh, I don't know, we don't have much in advance, but I wanted to uh, Mm. mention a couple of other things too. I was looking at the website as far as places to live in Colorado and Uh country. And I wanted to ask you a couple of questions here related to Longmont. Here we go.
1: All righty. The quiz of the day. Um, It's non-traditional format for all of our What is Longmont's population? What is it actually? Oh yeah. my God. Wasn't it just 94 listed recently, but people think it's 130 or something.
0: Yeah, you're close. It, <clears throat> this website's uh, probably a year or two old, but 91,730. So I think 94, I'll give it to you. That's cool. Hey, um,
1: median age. Oof, I'm guessing that's going down. Boy, I don't know how to do median age. I'm guessing the median age here was older than most of the nation before. Like in the oh, last, before like ten ten years ago oh yeah and now it's yeah, come down correct. I would say it's it's come down substantially so I'll give you a hint do you think it's above forty or below forty now
0: probably below yeah yeah thirty seven and a half yeah I heard a figure of forty like forty one which everybody always thinks of Boulder as the younger community yeah. But indeed, young, Longmont's younger because of our families, you know, like we're, we have a lot of, a lot of well, young families. There's
1: a lot, I mean, there's a lot of pieces to that because you've got a lot of young people moving here because it's more affordable than Boulder and, and yeah. elsewhere. And then they're having children. And then we also have um, a larger immigrant population here too, which would factor into that, I would think. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not, not that surprised, but no, 10 years ago, I'm guessing it would have been, I mean, it's going to change a lot. Uh, Oh I know it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy.
0: Finally,
1: I was gonna ask you the median home price. You should be able to get this one. Median now? Oh my god. Because it was like two something, and now I think it's well into the threes, isn't it? Yeah. You can keep going if you like. Is it almost four now? It is almost four. You are correct. That's crazy. I think it was when we moved here, I think it was two between two twenty five and two seventy five. Yes. It's gone up by like fifty to seventy percent. And in fact, borrowing on that, or mm-hmm. or uh, tangentially,
0: is that our cost of living is 22% higher than the U.S. average. Oof. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know people. You, yeah, it's tough. It's tough it thing, is. Right? If it you're in the. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if oof. you're in
0: Indiana and you can go out and buy a house for 140,000 yeah, dollars.
1: I you know, had a hard time. Weird. It was pulling teeth when we were uh, looking to buy a house. here. Kelsey's like, well, "We should buy a house," and I'm like, "They yeah. <laughs> <I> saw what <laughs> the cost." When we bought, you know, this was before they went up. and It's like, wow. So uh, glad we bought when we did. Yeah. I don't know. All right, young
0: man. Should we call it? Yeah, let's call it. So here we are. Okay. 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 Isn't that great? (laughs) Well, anyway, we'll just sit here in silence. Uh, Isn't that great? Yeah. Um, I want well, to thank no. Antonio Lopez for joining us this afternoon. And, and also, thanks to Andy Epler, as always, for our intro music. And, and you can catch us on Spotify, how to podcasts, wherever you to download your
2: podcast,
0: reach I us to us, time time reach, out to us reach out to us at any time at info at um, This is Flying Like a Bird from the album Roots and Wings by Antonio Lopez. And thanks again, Antonio, for joining us. Thanks, Brady. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Yeah, thank you, Eric.
2: But I was just falling aloft wings weasel, backs I heard a voice calling I rose up to the sound A call me mystic round Thought I was flying like a bird Getting down flat feathers, coming in. The red or chili peppers catalog was my book of hands. It was the summer of 2001 in a garage on South San Taking myself too seriously, I should have just had fun. I thought I was flying like a bird, but I was just a ball.